Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. James Francis Bryan, Iowa. Sheldon Willis, lot of gaming commission. Francois Wapina, captain of the Me, sir? I don't know who I am! I'm a botanist. I'm a Texas Ranger. I am a traveler in both time and space. Impersonating practically anybody. I do like that, man. everybody and welcome to another episode of Sine Waves, the show where we travel the peaks and valleys of Mac Damon's career and Hollywood in general. I am one of your co-hosts Hannah, with me as always my friend Sean. Hello. And this week... We're deep in the valley buds. This week we talk about the 2000 film directed by acclaimed actor Robert Robert Redford, Redford. (laughs) fucking founder of Sundance. Yeah. Starring Will Smith's first build, Matt Damon, Charlize Theron, Bruce McGill, Joe Gresham, some unknown child actor. And of course... Oh, <laughs> I, I have things to say about these children. Of course, it is the hit. It is the film. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Legend of Bagger Vance. Golf, am I right? They sure do hit those balls. And sometimes they miss. Um, a lot of the time they, they miss. miss. <laughs> I would say actually most of the time. No, they hit. They always hit the ball, but the balls don't always go where they want to go. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of the legend of Bagger Vance? You're so lucky. Don't. You're <laughs> don't. so lucky. Um, it's your first time listening to the podcast because I always do this in every single episode where I re-explain the premise of the show. And this, if this is your first episode. Don't. <laughs> Go listen to Talented Mr. Ripley. Go listen to the Dogma one. Lots yeah. of people have been doing that. Yeah, there's so, there's so many better movies to get in on this bullshit. Um, we just did a fucking, like, two-hour Saving Private Ryan yeah. episode. Let's go listen to that. Shout out Jackson. Um, <laughs> bad instrument of warfare. Well, bad instrument of warfare. Did we talk about last week how we kept saying that? I don't think I, so. We went on a trip and we... Got very drunk and kept saying it to each other yeah. in the club. And our friends were like, please stop with you two. And then they started doing yeah. it. We were walking around getting bagels on a Sunday, very hungover. Yeah. And being like, I'm a fine instrument of warfare. Yeah. Um, but if it's your first time listening to the show, what we do is each week we watch one of Matt Damon's films in chronological order from when they came out. Regardless of how small or how large his part is, or how good the movie is. Yeah. And this is an instance where Matt has a big part, but this movie's been lost to time. For good reason. It's just not good. Yeah. It's just a bad film. But we'll get into that later. Yeah. Firstly, we're going to do our little media section. This is one of those episodes that we don't want to talk about the movie, so we're going to procrastinate for 30 minutes. Yeah. Not 30 minutes. We haven't consumed a lot of media recently. No, we haven't. Sean's ill again. Yeah. Uh, I'm not ill again. I continue to be ill. I'm fine. Well, I'm actually <laughs> sick as well. We're doing great, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. You know who's also not doing great? The X-Men. That was a good segue. Shit, you're right though. (laughs) (laughs) Can I get the X-Men theme but it sounds sad? (laughs) (laughs) It's just played on like a string instrument, like a sad viola. Yeah, uh, only one X-Men issue out this week. God damn it. X-Men Red, number 15. Uh, everything is fucked. We're done. Fucking shut it down, we're over. Is it a, like a bad issue? No, that issue's great, but... Uh, the X-Men <laughs> doing bad? Yeah, the, the Civil War on Mars continues. It seems to be going great for most of the issue. 
Except then at the end it's not actually. And then Bucky's arm breaks and <laughs> uh, yeah, the issue ends with the the issue for most of it is um Storm fighting a big kaiju, which is pretty badass. Yeah, that's that's laser targeted at you. Yeah. Or not really her fighting it for most of it because she kills it very quickly. That's concerning. Um, yeah, and then it turns out that the kaiju had like a giant portal inside of it <sighs> and they just kind of needed to get him to, to walk to the right place so they could deploy the portal and then he dies and it opens up and the f- I do love shit like that where yeah. it's like it's you fell from my trap but you ever have that thing when you were a kid and you would read like a book and then like, they would defeat the big bad but you still had like a lot of book left yeah and you're like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember did you ever read City of Bones? no I didn't Woo-hoo! those books are insane yeah but the sixth one, which is the end of the... Because it's, it's a stupid series, right? Because mm. she wrote a trilogy. And then she wrote a prequel trilogy. And then she wrote a sequel trilogy to the prequel and the original trilogy. So everything gets conglomerated together like it's AT&T. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Big Shapiroverse energy from this. I don't like that reference. Um but there's a point where like they defeat a big bad and say the book is like 500 pages long because mm. it's like a, it's a YA book. They defeat the big bad like page 150. Damn. And you're just like, oh, oh no. What's going on? <laughs> this ain't right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it ain't right. It um, ain't right. The portal opens and the four horsemen of apocalypse walk through. Yeah. Uh, so they're back now as well. Uh, it's not it's not going to go good. Other comics out this week, Daredevil number one by Saladin Ahmed and uh, Aaron Cooter. I had to check who the artist was. This is the um, one where they like they killed him, the pri- or he's a priest. Not anymore. Oh, uh, he's not a priest anymore. That that lasted exactly one issue. You did predict this. Yes, I did. Yeah. So at the end of I've talked about Chip Starsky's Daredevil series on this before. That ended last month. It was banging, magnificent. It's fantastic. Uh, this is the next series up after it, uh, and it takes the the status quo that Chip Starsky left off, where daredevil is just living as a priest and he's lost his memory uh fully by the end of this new issue he's just daredevil again someone's holding a plate of interesting material and gets slapped out of their hand (laughs) yeah uh so i don't think i'm going to be reading daredevil from from here on out that's one thing that always does annoy me about comics is that you can have a very interesting premise and sometimes Mm. people are like oh let me take this and continue on with it yeah and sometimes you just slap it out of their hand like it's a plate and it's a small child yeah, I will say the art's quite nice. It looks um, cool. Yeah. It's just not... It, it, the thing you liked is gone. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of things I like, Coda is back. Cool. The, the, the one about uh, fucking Mad Max Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, it's back and it's just as good. It fucking rocks. Baller. Yeah. The, the issue is about... Uh, it's a world where, like, magic has ceased to exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the whole first kind of uh, arc was about the first like 12 issues was all about people kind of like clinging on to the last grasps of magic and like learning to let go and learning to live without it shit's coming back (laughs) the issue is about like a a prophesized boy king arriving (laughs) yeah you know i love my boy kings oh this this is like a 12 year old yes (laughs) let me get a picture of him he's Fucking magnificent. He... I want him to be the most buck-toothed motherfucker possible. The inciting incident is he steals the main character's unicorn. Uh... God, comics are strange. Yeah. 
Yeah, behold the boy king Solithrune, the son of High Shivers, the savior of magic. <laughs> Where's the boy king? Oh my god! There he is. Oh, he looks like a little shit. I love yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, because the main character is the most size warrior main character, where he's like a, a a bastard and a scoundrel, and he always sees the worst in people. And this boy is just wonderful and pure. (laughs) (laughs) It's like us doing this podcast. (laughs) Which one's which? You know which one's which. We alternate. It depends on how tilted I get in the episode. (laughs) Am I a boy king or do I turn into Griffith? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a Berserk reference. Yeah, shout out to Berserk. I have not read Berserk. I've read a little bit of Berserk. Berserk, I feel like I'm going to get really into Berserk one day soon. Yeah. It's going to ruin my soul. I've got that big book out there. I'm not allowed read it until i do my exit homework <laughs> <laughs> so what like six years oh i have so many books to read and i bought more books yeah Woo! i have no update on the book i'm reading i'm trying to read it before that fucking movie comes out supposedly it's like <laughs> leonardo DiCaprio's best performance ever oh really yeah nice um but the one thing that's kind of trippy is i so i've, I've met his character yeah so like one of the um it's basically it's um killers of the flower moon new martin scorsese movie it's based on a true story it's been adapted into a book books like non-fiction but yeah it's real people's lives it's adapted for a book form so yeah. there's probably inconsistencies um but leonard caprio is playing a 28 year old what <laughs> yeah he's playing Damn. the main um like tribe woman who you kind of follow in the book so like i've just finished the first Oh, I'll show, the, but my favorite thing about this book is the photos. Photos are great. Let yeah. me. So I've just finished the like introducing you to the tribe kind of bit of it, sure. where it's talking about all the murders. Someone's house got TNT'd. Damn. Yeah, but we, I'm now being introduced to the uh, founding members of the FBI, including a guy called Tom White. Shall I describe Tom White for the class? Oh, <laughs> now that's a hat, huh? He's an ex like um Texas Ranger who saw that the Texas rate like the the old lawmen of the West were a dying breed yeah and he was too old to go um fight in World War One because he had just had surgery because he was like 32 so he decided to join the FBI instead <laughs> and he's like I don't agree with Jake or Hoover shoe boot policy I'm gonna wear my cowboy hat as well as my suit and I'm like yeah I told hell my. yeah I just think it's funny because he's playing like a 20. I, th- I think yeah. he's... He I, is too old to date himself. He is too old to date himself. Yeah. I think in the start of the book, he's 28. Okay. And as the book goes, because like it's, all, it's not over, it's over years. Sure. I think he ages up. But like, Leon Favre is the same age as like my parents. Yeah, he's in his 50s, right? Yeah. Like it should be played by some... If you're going to do that, get pick someone in their 40s. Yeah. Leo is one of Marty's boys. So, True, yeah. Uh, I can't begrudge him too much i'm obviously going to talk about i was going to do a segue about guess who keeps coming back but we've gotten off track because i've been talking about bastard men which links me to mr big is back baby Oh no! <laughs> I so you are now fairly far ahead of me in Second City. I was very sick last week, so I was yeah. watching it instead of leaving the house after work because I worked from home. So I just got to go straight to the couch. Nice. Like finish season two. Um, Hell yeah! How I, far um, are you? I'm towards the end of season two. So they've broken up currently. Uh, yes, they've broken up. I just Again. got the last episode I watched was the one where um, Miranda keeps seeing this guy in the window. <laughs> 
That was a fun little subplot. That's, yeah. Yeah. Sex, the point I'm at in Sex and the City, I'm just starting season three. I am now starting to get to the like, okay, we need to start giving the other three girls plots. Yeah. Because Miranda has Steve and that's like an interesting kind of subplot. Charlotte sure. and Samantha have no plot development whatsoever so well, far. Doesn't doesn't Kim Cattrall just not give a shit about the show? So she was horrifically bullied on set by the other three oh, actresses. Really? Yeah. Oh damn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I know she didn't come back for the the revival. Supposedly, her and Sarah Jessica Parker did not get on. Damn. Well, this is what I've read. It's pure speculation. I'll do some more research for next week. Supposedly, they didn't get on as well. So it was like she had great fun and stuff, but. I don't think she had a nice time on set. Okay. I think some of the other actresses in her got on really well. Or some of the other actors on the show got on. So that's why she kind of stayed. But supposedly the other three... Like the other three were getting ready together and she was like not let yeah. into the dressing room with them and stuff. Hannah, I've just had a thought. What? When we... We're not doing a Sex and the City podcast. When we finish the show... Yeah? Do we want to do an episode on the movie? Have you ever seen the Mark Commode review of the two movies? Uh, No. I have listened to about five episodes of The Worst Idea of All Time. Yeah, where they do Sex, where they in, the do sex in the City too. So what's Sex and the City 2 is horrific. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I so, think we should. I'm really worried because I, I, I don't... So far the show, I'm in season two. I think cracks are starting to form a little bit. Okay. I don't know if you agree with me or not. I'm mostly just pissed off that Carrie keeps getting back with Big. Yeah, see, she hasn't gotten back with him yet. Well, she so. has, because they break up at the end of season one and they got back together and started season two. The, they have... They've. Are they together? They're not together at the moment, though. They broke up again. Yes, no, because he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to get back together again. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. I'm like, Carrie, move on. Please. Please. Get it together, get Carrie. Get it together, Carrie. But he's yeah. not that hot. Yeah, he's not that hot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of things that are hot, how's Baldur's Gate 3? Baldur's Gate 3 is pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, I got it on Friday as a little... I, I did my first week of teaching celebration oh. thing. I stayed up until like 2am playing it. I it's great. It's one of those games I've played a tutorial. I do think the controls are a little janky, but I think that's just... See, I'm playing on PS5, See, so... In it, the thing that annoys me is if you're playing it on PC, you can't move with the WASD keys. You have to click. Oh, really? Which I'm like, I don't like this. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah. Because you can with just with the fucking joysticks. Yeah, and on. I think it works better that way. But mm. I've only played the tutorial. I feel like it's... I also like... So you've just gotten the, I, the mind the player ship has just yeah. crashed. Cool. And I played it for a while, and I was like, "This is cool. I, I like this." But it's like I want to do like a four hour session. Yeah. And I was I, like, I haven't gotten too much further than that. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, I just kept dying and. Oh really? Yeah. What class are you playing? Uh, I'm playing a paladin. Oh, I'm yeah. playing a ranger. Nice. Okay. Hell yeah. Um, if anyone hasn't heard of Baldur's Gate three, it's like a sequel to some old games yeah. from like the I, 90s i attempted to play baldur's gate 2 when baldur's gate 3 came out because i was waiting for it to come out on ps5 yeah baldur's gate 2 is fucking janky is it bad or is it just like so, 90s game jank it's 90s game it's based on second edition DD. <laughs> and because i got it on steam i didn't get like the booklet yeah that explains the controls oh fuck. so the game hasn't explained the controls to me 
Okay. So I just have to kind of figure them out. Um, it's one thing I've always wanted to do, and I can't do it now because I'm boycotting Blizzard. Mm. But I've always wanted to play through all the Warcrafts. Yes, yeah. But I'm like, oh, I don't want to give Blizzard my money. Yeah, I've got a physical copy of Warcraft 3, if you want to borrow See, it. See, I want to play one, 1 and 2, because I played so much WoW as a child. Sure. That I know the lore pretty decently. Okay. But I want to, like, do all of it, you yeah. know? I want to see my sweet boy Arthas before he gets all <laughs> twisted and metal. Um, Hell yeah. Um, yeah, Baldur's Day 3 is very interesting. A lot easier than I expected to just kind of stumble into the relationship stuff. Yeah, because I'm not even um, in that stage yet. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've already had one of the companions basically be like, we're gonna fuck. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not like, what, a 60 hour game? 50 hour? I have no idea. Yeah. This is the thing, like, I started playing it and I was like, I have no idea if this is going to be 10 hours or more. Because I know some people, like, finished at weekend one, but I'm like, did mm. they just not sleep? I presume so. Because... I, yeah, maybe they didn't. Yeah. One other thing, actually, I want to talk about. Before I go on my little run. Yeah. The Aquaman 2 trailer came out. And I want this on record. If Black Manta doesn't murder that fucking baby... Um, I'm done. What? <laughs> um, so it seems to be adapting in so far as any. Isn't everything movie. about this movie fucked? Because like, oh yeah, yeah. Apparently, it's awful. Well, yeah. Like people walked out of the test screenings. See how much of that is people being super anti Amber Heard is my worry. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe this is just my like used to twitter speculation sure but i choose to believe that it's just terrible well like yeah yeah they're comic book movies the first one was great i have never seen it it's i, I started boycotting them like fuck not yeah. intentionally but they just they don't look good yeah um i only watch the ones that look particularly bad now because I think it's funny. Yeah. I never did see Blue Beetle. I forgot to. Oh, shit. Yeah. I was, I, that, my, that, that looks like a nothing movie. My, my summer was busy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is my problem with the comic book movies is that, like, I feel like a lot of people go to see them the same way that they, like, get the same sandwich every day for work. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's a thing. It's a thing I do. I see these movies. And mm -hmm. I'm like, do you actually enjoy it? Do you actually savor it? I don't want to sound like Martin Scorsese, but I feel like I sound like Martin <laughs> Scorsese. Um, hey, there are worse people to sound like. Have you ever um, watched that? Uh, actually, do you know what's a show I think you'd like? What? Um, Pretend It's a City. I've never heard of this. So it's a... Um, this is my media recommendation for the week. Nice. Um, it is a show made by Martin Scorsese. Oh, Where cool. he films one of his like best friends, who's this like um, opinion writer called Fran Leibowitz. Okay. But she's just got like a 60-year-old lesbian who's lived in New York for like 40 years, and it's her just talking about like... Her life. Hell yeah. And like different things she finds funny. So she's like, I love walking around New York, but I hate people also walking around New York. <laughs> so she's like, my advice for people is always pretend like, you know, pretend it's a city. That there's other people trying to do shit. <laughs> <laughs> she's very cool. I like Fran. Hell yeah. Um, but it's just a very, it's a nice, it's a cozy show. It's a good like, I've just watched something intense. I want to put something like funny on for 30 minutes to like wind down before I go to bed. Yeah. Because when I used to watch a lot of TV, I needed that. Sure. When I used to watch a HBO box set in a week, oh. I used to watch a lot of media. Yeah. And now I podcast instead. <laughs> and I also talk about Formula One. Yeah. <laughs> the best race of the weekend just happened. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Have I told you about AlphaTauri's fucking shenanigans this year? 
I just rubbed my hands together. I don't know if you heard. <laughs> so in Formula One, there's 10 teams. Yeah. Two of the teams are owned by Red Bull. Mm-hmm. So there's Red Bull, which is the Max Verstappen show. Sure. And then there's Alpha Tauri. Alpha Tauri is kind of, I don't think it should exist. It's basically Red Bull's bitch team. Okay, they're, sure. They're a B team. And it's basically like Red Bull has like a driver's academy where they'll sponsor drivers until they're like, you know, ready to go into F1. Sure. And then they'll pop them into AlphaTauri for two years. So basically, see, are they any good at Formula One? And if they're good, they'll pop them into the Red Bull team. Cool. Which I mean, it's, it's, it serves a noble yeah, function. It makes sense. It makes sense. They've had horrific luck with AlphaTauri for the last oh, six yeah? years. So Just no good drivers come through. No, it's very funny. So, I'm sorry this is going to be a long section, but we're not going to talk about Bagger Bands for long, and I think it's funny. In 2018, Max Verstappen and this guy called Daniel Ricciardo were teammates. I recognize that name. Yeah, Max is the current F1 world champion. Yeah. Danny Rick, as everyone calls him, is all from Australia. He thinks he's very good looking. In Drive to Drive, he does sing a song about uh, scratching his nose. Oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah. I, I like Danny. I think he's funny, but he's, he's the most fucking ADHD millennial True. I've ever seen in my life. Um, so Danny doesn't like the fact that Max is getting all the attention because Max is like golden boy of F- mm-hmm. Red Bull. So Danny quits. This is causes chagrin for Red Bull. But they're like, it's fine. We have a little guy in AlphaTauri called Pierre Gasly. He's very French. We'll pop it in with Max. Mm-hmm. 2019 starts. Um, and after taking over um, Max uh, Al- Gasly's seat, this little guy called Alex Albon. I love Alex Albon. His mom did go to prison because she committed tax fraud to pay for his F1 career with Stan. He's just a little guy. He's 6'5". Just to do. I actually, Alex, love Alex Albon. Gasly goes into Red Bull and he did a pretty good first season because it's like his second year ever in F1 is when he gets to go into Red Bull, which is crazy because Red Bull is one of the best teams. And he does fucking shit. Okay. He just crashes loads. He just has a terrible season. And Alex is having a great season because he's like, I'm in a low pressure team. I'm doing great because I'm just trying, I'm just here to prove that I'm not bad at F1. Sure. So halfway through the year, they're like, boys, you're switching. And they switched <laughs> them out. And everyone's like, Whoa! And they're like, we're doing this for a year just to see basically which one of you is better. Is it going to be Alex who is in his second half of his first ever season in F1? And is like, Gaz, will Pierre be basically like, if we put him back down into the low stakes team, can he prove that he's not so shit he shouldn't be kicked out of F1? And did, could he? He, he? he keeps his seat in Alphatari, okay. but Alex takes his seat. Sure. Then 2020 starts. COVID happens. Very bad. Lots of lots of other drama. Lots of other drama. Um, another thing I didn't, I forgot to mention, which is funny. Danny left Red Bull to basically join uh, Renault, which uh, Red Bull had had like a big relation, like a, they basically sold them their engines. They'd had this big relationship with them for a decade and they had like just gone through a very dramatic divorce. And then like the next week, Danny was like, I'm joining Renault. <laughs> Danny's in Renault. Danny's having a great time. All's good. And then 2020 happens. And a summary of events is Daniel leaves Renault. Alex gets fired from Red Bull. Okay. Pierre is doing too good in AlphaTauri. So they can't give Alex a seat. So he gets fired out of the sport. Damn. And they, and they keep him on as a reserve driver. And then they just hire, like, another anonymous driver, this guy called Checo, who was about to get fired from his own team. But then they were like, come to Red Bull. 
And meanwhile, Max is just like, why can't I keep any friends? Why does no one like... Why is this? Why do I keep breaking my teammates? So this is the state of play in 2021. Max has a teammate who's a guy called Checo, and he's doing... Checo's fine. Gasly is in AlphaTauri, and then Alex is unemployed. And then 2021 goes fine. They, always, they hire Checo just for a year, just to see, like, what are we going to do with Checo? Twenty-one one happens. Max becomes world champion. Checo does a great job. Gazi's doing great in Alphatari, and they get Alex's uh, seat in Williams. Williams is a big team. No connect previous connections to Red Bull, so it's like oh, kind of a big deal that Alex is in Williams. It shows that he's probably not connected with Red Bull anymore. It's a it's a separation, if you will. And then everything's fine. People are like chugging along, and then. Pierre announces that he's going to Renault because he's French and they want an all-French team. Okay. Daniel Ricciardo becomes unemployed in this time because he made some terrible career decisions, including going to McLaren. But we just, just need to know that Danny, Danny's just floating around and he's doing, living his best unemployed he's life. He's vibing. He's vibing. What's not vibing is Alex Albon's appendix because they burst <laughs> during the Monza race weekend and he goes into a coma. Oh my God. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, this is the race I was at. So Alex yeah. goes into oh, a, this is the one you were at. Yeah, so Alex Damn. goes into a temporary coma for a week. Or not a week, a day. But it's during a race weekend, so he, he's not allowed to get into the car because uh, he's uh, been uh, ventilated. So they so they, they grab another short Dutchman out of fucking thin air. There's a little guy called Nick DeVries. Now, I love Nick DeVries. He's five foot two, and he's a Formula E world champion, and he, but he's not very good. Um, but I love him. So they pop him into the Williams seat, and everyone's like, let's go that's mostly me and everyone's like this is great this is very cool it's very cool Nick DeVries got to do an F1 race oh god why have AlphaTauri signed Nick DeVries why is this happening huh that's weird so then you know we start this year so we've got little Nick DeVries in AlphaTauri Danny Rick's unemployed but he's been hired by back by Red Bull to do PR and they're like come come back home Danny it's fine and then the season starts. And Max's teammate Checo starts doing real fucking bad. Oh, yeah. But not as bad as Nick DeVries. Oh, no. <laughs> Nick DeVries <laughs> has a terrible season. Terrible, terrible season. And Red Bull was like, hmm, why don't we do our favorite thing and fire a driver midway through the season? So they fire a driver midway through the season. So Danny Rick goes into the Red Bull junior team five years <laughs> after quitting the Red Bull main team. And this is now the shenanigans are really ensuing. Okay. Because his second race back, Danny breaks his fucking hand. Oh shit. <laughs> he breaks his hand, he gets a pin into his wrist, and he is not allowed to race Damn. for two or three months. Okay, wild. So Elf Tarity currently has had more drivers than they have points. So they're on their fourth driver of the year and they're like, fuck, what are we going to do now? Because we fired Nick DeVries. We can't ask him back like a race after we've just fired him. Danny has a broken hand. Oh, fuck it. Let's go for our little drawer of other F1 boys because we own an apartment building which we just store children in. They have an apartment in Milton Keynes, which is their like driver academy. Okay. Yeah. Not actual children. Well, they're like 16 years old. They move in when they're like 12. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> so we're not going to F1. So they go through the drawers and they're like, do we take out Yuri Vips? No, he said the N-word on a live stream a few years ago. <laughs> We've sent him to America. Oh, oh they love him over there. <laughs> yeah. And they just pluck Liam Lawson, who's a, 
has the world's fucking worst haircut. I'm going to show you Liam Lawson's haircut. He's like a 19-year-old Kiwi lad. And they're like, you'll do. The girls love Oscar Piastri, who's our like, anti-social Australian who's in McLaren. We'll chuck him into fucking um, AlphaTauri. And Liam's driving away, and he's doing great. And then we get to this weekend. We get to the Singapore Grand Prix, mm. the best race of the weekend. Because do you know what's happened? What? Red Bull, which has been has won every single race of the season. They've run won 15 races in a row a new technical directive comes in and those boys start drifting they start drifting <laughs> they can't they can't they... i mean from what fast and furious has told me you want to drift you don't want to drift in singapore no because it is instead of it being it's a, a street race so they're driving down like a motorway do you know how big f1 cars are yeah they're six meters long and they're three meters wide mm-hmm. that's too big to be driving to be drifting <laughs> on a two like a two-lane street so we get to qualify and it's all going great it's little Liam Lawson's third race and he's going vroom 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 the Red Bulls are not doing good we get to and how F1 qualifying works is you go like everyone does a few laps and then the slowest five get dropped out and then the last 15 do some more laps and then the slowest five of those like 15 get dropped out so that's called Q2 like Q1 Q2 Q3 the end of Q2 and we're going vroom 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 let's see how good Max does oh Max is only 10th that's really bad that means if one more driver does faster than him, Max doesn't get to do the rest of the session. Liam, why are you going so quick? <laughs> Liam, Liam, you're the Red Bull Junior team. L- L- oh no, Liam Lawson has just knocked Max out of Q, like out of qualifying. The first time a Red Bull has not been in Q3 since 2018. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I had a very fun day yesterday. Red Bull have well, they lost their first race this year. I'm just a little bit sad because they did sacrifice Charles Leclerc to let, let the other Ferrari win. But oh, I'll did get they over. Like, execute him? They basically told him to slow down so that the other the cars behind him could like overtake him so that the other Ferrari could get ahead. Okay. Which I I understand it was a good strategy, but I'm not happy about it. I am happy that George Russell crashed though. Nice. Because he looks like an alien. <laughs> okay, now I need to see this guy. He's just too hot. Like he's like this he's no, too hot. He's he looks like he was grown in a test tube. All right, let's let's see this guy. Let me show you Liam Lawson's terrible haircut as well when I'm here. Oh. <laughs> you just get. Oh yeah, he's grown in a test tube. That's when he was crying after the race. Yeah, he does look like an alien. <laughs> look at this fucking. Oh. That's, that's a weird. He's like in the uncanny valley. Look at <laughs> him should... crying. Oh. oh, I don't, I don't like him. No one does. <laughs> Some people love him. I don't. I'm sure. He, the running joke about George Russell is that any photo that he posts online, every like three of them are he's shirtless. Which I was like, yeah, okay. George Russell thinks he's hot. He likes to po- post shirtless photos. But I'm literally like, the photo he did when he crashed is him shirtless. Damn. <laughs> it's very funny. And that's Hannah's little F1 section. Hell yeah. Um, I think it's very funny. Alphatari now does have more points than they've had drivers this year. That's very funny. Because Liam got two points. And I'm like, yay, Liam. Nice. But they've announced their, there's rumors going around about who's going to get the seats for next year. Because it's Red Bull. There has to be seat drama every year. And of they're course. like... Uh, they're like Liam's not getting a seat and I'm like buddy he knocked Max out of Q3 give him a seat but this is how we did get a Nick DeVries so I think I'm just being a little hyper yeah but now enough about sports before we start talking about a sports movie yeah. we do have some serious business to discuss 
Uh, before we do, I want to want to make a couple of little little recommendations for for this week's comics. It's uh, gonna come out after this week. Yeah, uh, okay, they'll still be on the shelves. Mm. Uh, we got Uncanny Spider-Man number one by Cy Spurrier. Oh, it's uh, your boy. It's my guy. Uh, this is a this is a Fall of X book, believe it or not, because after the Hellfire Gala, Nightcrawler winds up in New York. New York City. And he's just like, I'm gonna be Spider-Man now. And he starts wearing the Spider-Man costume. This is laser targeted at a. Don't say. I'm gonna bleep it out again. It's funny if we do it twice. <laughs> then it's a fit. Yeah. Fish Flies number two is coming out, I guess. <coughs> I'm not going to buy that. No? Did you not no. like Fish Flies number one? I wasn't sold on it. Which is disappointing because I like Jeff Lemire. But Jeff Lemire has another book out this week that I'm definitely getting, which is Tenement number four. Tenant? Tenement. Tenant? Is it no. a temporal pincer movement? No. Maybe. There's some fucked up time shit going on. Oh, it's Tenant! <laughs> you like Tenant? I haven't seen Tenant. I don't hate Tenant. Yeah. But people I know hate Tenant. Yeah, I've heard I've heard mixed reports. I what is Tenant uh, Tenement about? I don't know. Okay. So Tenement is the latest in the Bone Orchard mythos, which is like a Sorry. Yeah. Oh, it is that weird hark stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And apparently this is the one that's gonna kind of explain what the deal with the universe is, oh, is like but interconnected. Yeah. Oh, cool. Like they they all function as standalone stuff, but they're in a connected world. And this is supposed to be the one that explains shit. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but it's great. It looks sick. You're like, I'm having a good time. Yeah, just give me Andrea Sorrentino drawing more fucked up surreal nightmare scapes. Like Alfatari suits. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, we got Rare Flavors number one, which I'm very excited for. Um, is that about food? Yeah, it's about. A, oh. <laughs> It's about a, a like an Indian demon who is heartbroken by the death of Anthony Bourdain and decides that he is going to start his own like food documentary series. I might have to go buy this. It sounds yeah. wonderful. It's they they released what they call the tasting menu uh, a couple weeks ago, which was like the first couple of pages, like just black and white art, no colors. And it's it's fun. And then we got Saga number 66. Saga continues to be great. I have the first saga. Hell yeah. I think. It looks good. cool. Yeah, it yeah. is it is quite good. One one last piece of business before we mm -hmm. get to talking about the legend of Bagger Vance, which weirdly we've talked we've circled the themes of it by Indian mythos and sports. Yeah. Weird. As you know, there's an ongoing segment on the show, which is Sean does something to prepare. Mm -hmm for the podcast let's not just watch the movie yeah I I want it on record this was all Sean's idea yeah it was yeah because he was, it was on holiday because, for the summer yeah exactly I no longer have time to be able to do this I'm a teacher now you're like oh, now you understand how annoying it is to have a 9 to 5 and do a podcast yeah well. it's hard isn't, isn't yeah. it I did prep for this episode though and I did prep for last episode I just forgot to bring it up you are very EP yeah so I made a devil's bargain with Sean. Uh -huh. You cannot do any prep. Except you do need to watch, as I get the Wikipedia up, the first season of the Jug Apatow produced, created by Lena Dunn, Girls. A show so bad I stopped watching it. Uh, deal. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. 
Yep. It is Sex and the City, but for millennials. Created by and starring Lena Dunham, bodes poorly. Yeah. Alison Williams, I recognize that name. I don't know this person. Adam Driver? Yeah, it's the show that started Adam Driver's what? career. He's dating Leah Dunham in it. That's where the good soup memes comes from. But Sean, I watched three episodes of this and I couldn't watch anymore. How long is this first season? Like ten six. episodes? Yeah. I can do t- I can do ten episodes of a I bad want, TV well, I want, show. I want one episode a week. One episode a week? One episode a week. You don't have time. True. And True. I, want a, I want a book report. You know what? That's fun. I like that. Yeah, girls' book report. Yeah, girls' steal. book report. Girls' book report. At least we'll have something to fucking talk about during <laughs> yeah. these movies. During Finding Forrester and all the pretty horses. Supposedly Finding Forrester is good. I don't believe you. It has like a decent score on IMDb. Sure. What's not good is the Legend of Bagger Bats. Yeah. Sorry, me... we we've talked about we we've actually gone through media we wanted to talk about. Now we're into the Bagger Vance zone. Yeah. Mm. Uh, let me see what Bagger Vance has on IMDb. It has like a 43 on Rotten Tomatoes. But Rotten Tomatoes is a bit drank. So, released in 2000, it's got a 6.7. That's that's wrong. Wait. That's wrong. It has a higher rating than Skinamarink. Wow. Skinamarink has a 4.9. Really? Yeah. Is Skinamarink one of those things if you don't vibe with it, you fucking hate it? Yeah. Yeah. You Uh. need to watch Skinamarink. Halloween scene. Oh, it is. Hell yeah. <sighs> Little post rumble skin rink. Ooh. We really don't want to talk about this movie, do we? we so, Matt so, Damon plays uh, Ranulph Juna. He plays golf. He plays golf. He has PTSD. <laughs> yeah. He's fucking Charlie Theron. Charlie Theron does not look like Charlie Theron. No, she doesn't. It's she really looks weird. weird. Yeah. Don't like it. She's very good at Southern accent, though. She is. Sitting yes. from South Africa. I wonder if that where Matt learned the accent for Invictus. So, actually, I do need to... Okay, we need to talk about the movie, actually. We, we I'm starting start. talking about the movie. So the movie opens with um, this old man playing golf. And then having a heart attack. The funniest shit I've ever seen. He's there playing golf. He says, not again. And like drops to the ground, clutching his heart. He tells us in a like... It's a f- the whole movie's in a flashback. Yeah. But the first 10 And there are further flashbacks within that flashback. But it's like the most flashbacks happen in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. The, and this movie is directed by Robert Redford, who's like yeah. a fucking incredible actor. Loves movies, made Sundance. This movie is unhinged. Yeah. I don't know what he was fucking cooking with this one. You know who he originally was going to star in it? <laughs> what? It was going to be him and fucking. Oh, what's your man from the dark. from Batman? And Morgan Freeman? Yeah, it's going to be him and Morgan Freeman. Oh my god. So like, the plot of The Legend of Bagger Vance, because the plot's actually very simple. Yeah. It is about an old man reminiscing on his childhood in Savannah, where he hears about this amazing golf player, I nearly said baseball, yeah. golf, golf golfer. Golfer. Yeah. golfer, yeah. Who's like the town hero, yeah. who goes off to World War One. And gets PTSD to fuck. Yeah. And becomes an alcoholic for 10 years. Yeah. I have here the horrors of war in a golf movie. Because we see like World War One shit in this. We yeah, see like, them going s- over the trenches. Yeah, you see the Somme happen. Yeah. And I'm like, why have you... Robert, this is so expensive. Why is this in here? Why is this in here? Yeah. This is like probably 5 million of your 80 million budget. Yeah. 80 million? 80 million. 
and you see. That's like that's twice the budget of the talent of Mr. Ripley. Uh, I guess they had to get all of those like um, the costumes are great. They had to get all those golf ball POV shots. Well, hey, <laughs> I, it's the costumes. Yeah, the costumes are fantastic. Yeah, the costumes movie. are pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Golf all, clothes are funny. I'm sorry. Yeah, old timey oh. golf clothes, very funny. Just go swear in a fucking suit and like shorts. <laughs> shorts and yeah. just take it off your shoes to go golf. Hell yeah. yeah. Matt goes to World War One and gets severe PTSD. Mm-hmm. So he jilts Charlize Theron, who is like the Southern Belle. Her dad's like really wealthy. Mm-hmm. And then the great, like, oh my God, I can't even fucking talk about this setup. So much plot happens in the first 15 minutes of the movie and then the rest of the movie is just empty. It's probably the best way to describe it. I don't know. Sure. Sean's just looking at me. No, you're right. Yeah. yeah. The, like, after like the first act, Nothing happens. It's, they're just playing golf. Just, <laughs> there's a golf tournament. The golf tournament starts 45 minutes in. This movie is two hours long. Yeah. Uh, Charlize Theron is like... Her dad kills himself because... Because he builds a big golf course and then the Great Depression happens. Yeah, and he's in tremendous amounts of debt. Yeah. And so Charlize Theron kind of takes over the family estate and is in charge of trying to... Um, how do you call it? She's basically trying, trying to raise money to, to save the golf course. Yeah. But how she raises money, she's like, let me sell all my things. Yeah. And have an exhibition golf tournament with the two best golf players in the world. Yeah. And these are real people. Yeah. These are like yeah, real yeah. golfers. Oh, I know. Yeah. And you're just like, what's happening? Yeah. Like, it's astounding the setup of she this goes, movie. Uh, she goes to visit one of them. It was... Um, Bobby Jones first? No, the other one. Vaughn? So Vaughn? I think it's Vaughn. I'm gonna cough. <coughs> let me let me go find out the legend. The man of... who golfs uh, a golf ball into his wife Bazir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's the note I had. Like, why is he putting into her tits? Yeah, that's golf um, balls are hard. Like, yeah. that's not that's not pleasant for your boobs. Yeah. Uh, Hagen. Hagen, Walter Hagen. Walter Hagen. So <laughs> this movie is told through the POV of a small child, which is the old man that's had the heart attack at the start of the movie. Yeah. So the first ten minutes are like all about Mac Damon. Or even all the first ten minutes, probably the first like seven minutes. Like it's a, a very short amount of the movie of like before the Be- Great Depression yeah. kind of timeline. And it's just Mac Damon gets PTSD, he's a very good golfer, he disappears for ten years, he comes back to town after like eight years. He gets the Medal of Honor, so he's like a big town hero, but he's like jilted his wife. Charles. Mm. That's all another thing I was very confused by. Are they like just I don't think they got married. I don't think they got married either. No. This girl, he jilts his girlfriend because you have no idea how old Matt Damon is in this movie either. Yeah. It confused me so yeah, much. Yeah, we were trying to do the maths last night and like... I think he's meant to get like 18 when he goes to war. Sure. Because they talk about him winning like the junior championships. Yeah. So like, yeah, okay, he's like a little 18, 19 year old. He's got Western fronted. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, he just like, Becomes an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. The Great Depression happens. Charlie's Theron's family like goes out of business. The bankers coming into her room did not like that. No, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of liked the bankers. I thought they were funny. They, they were they were fun comedy side relief. Yeah, there's just a group of like like seven or eight bankers that are just constantly like coming up to Charlie's Theron, being like, "Give us our money." But as soon as she's like, "Let's do a golf tournament," and yeah. they're like, "A golf tournament in Savannah? 
<laughs> yeah. That is the level of some of the accents in this oh, movie. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. It, there's a lot of like, I say, I say, I say, I'm a southern nine of the letters. The part where they have the big meeting to Before determine. Before Matt gets reintroduced. Yeah, to, to decide who's going to represent Savannah at the tournament is yeah. so funny. Um, oh, uh. What are we forgetting? Uh, a line Charlize Theron has. Where she's convincing them to about the the golf tournament. Yeah. Um, I think it's, she's convincing Bobby Jones to do it. Yeah. It's like we need to lift the morale of of the South because we're still all affected by memories of our disastrous defeat in the war between the states. I'm like, oh my god, is she a Confederate? She probably is. Yeah, she probably is. Jesus Christ, I did not hear that line. Yeah. Ah, scream. They have they have this big like town hall meeting to decide <laughs> what golfer they're gonna get her. If it sounds them. like we're skipping over a load of stuff. We are We're not really. We're skipping over a lot of nothing. We're skipping over but it's like the first twenty minutes of the movie. Yeah. But it moves at this clip. Yeah. Like it's literally like Matt's PTSD, Charlie's there on doing a golf tournament, she's driving around, she you're introduced to Bobby Jones. Who's the most qualified man in the world? Yeah. Like, what is... Like, you want a movie about Bobby Jones. Like, yeah. he, he seems like a dude. He seems I, like a cool guy. Yeah. Walter Hagen, on the other hand. Walter Hagen's a felon. Yeah. Yeah. He should not be allowed outside. Yeah. <laughs> um. But then, they have this town meeting where all the Southern men of letters get to stand up and... <laughs> and nominate a golfer. And nominate a golfer. And they're talking about different golfers. There's a Scotsman who does play a role in the movie, but I actually yeah. don't know anything about him. He's just from Scotland because he wears a kilt. Yeah. Um, and wears a little hat. And has the accent. Yeah. And then the fucking... That, this child actor. Let's talk about the child actor. All of the child actors. There are several child actors in this because this guy has like a little gang of kind of hooligans that he hangs around with. They're all terrible. Do you like a hooligan gang? I do too. Yeah. Especially a Great Depression hooligan gang. Yeah, there's a very funny part where one of them falls out of a tree. That's good. And I like that. Yeah. But they are just the worst actors. And the kids only given, acting credit. And they're given so much exposition to to deliver, and they are just not good at it. He's a very cute kid. He is a very cute kid. Yeah. Just um, can't act. Yeah. But he kind of stands up at the meeting. He's like, "What if we get fucking Matt, Matt Damon?" Damon. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, that, yeah, fuck it, why not? But everyone's like, huh? Yeah, everyone's like, oh, him? <laughs> and, they and this said, is why I went, hmm, yeah. Robert, you might have needed another pass in this script. Because it's they, bad. They're like, kid, you go get him. They say, fly, lad, with winged sandals on your feet. <laughs> this is the, actually, I, I said this to Sean when we were watching it last night. So again, we watched it at the same time, weirdly. Yeah. The first, it calms down once the golf starts. The first fucking half an hour of this film. Before, before Bagger Vance appears. What the heck's going on with the zooms? <laughs> yeah. Why is there so many yeah. zooms? <laughs> Every scene has a zoom. <laughs> like the movie looks beautiful. Like the cinematography of this movie. Beautiful. Robert, why the zooms? <laughs> Gotta get up close. But yes, this child gets a bike and goes to a liquor hall, even though it's definitely the Prohibition era. It is. It looks like the fucking Resident Evil 7 house. <laughs> this movie's fucking insane. Yeah. Is, is this, this the craziest like, movie we've done so far? I think maybe. Maybe? Yeah, it's definitely up there. 
Um, oh, I don't know. Field of Dreams is up. What's with the sports movies? Yeah, <laughs> I guess they need something to make it a little more interesting. But yeah, like, this child goes to Matt Damon. And Matt Damon is not... Matt Damon in this scene, I'm like, oh, Matt's yeah. cooking. He can act now. It's great. He has a little five o'clock shadow. And Sean loves the five and o'clock. I like it a lot. I think it looks great on him. I think it's just because you like beards. Maybe. But I think it, like... I think they should have committed more to him having a beard. Sure. Because it just. Looks I think like... he should have kept it. Nah, because like at this time here, being clean shaven was a big deal. Sure. But I think if they want to show that he's like a scruff fuck, it should be like a three week or four week beard. Yeah. But obviously, they're like, just have Matt not shave for like four days, and we'll do coverage. <laughs> yeah, and we, we'll do... <laughs> we can't afford like a beard wig. I could have had eighty million. You've got to put all that money into the... Um, the Zooms. The Zooms, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this fucking movie. Yeah. Um, if like, it sounds like we're struggling to talk about it, we are. Because we're nearly done the plot of the movie and we also don't want to talk about the, the, the Bagger Vance in the middle of the room. Because that's... Unco- like, Bagger that, Vance is a character. What yeah, the fuck? Yeah, he's a specific kind of character that... We really can't is, say. Yeah, we're not allowed to say, say those words. Nice. But, yeah, they... Uh, Matt agrees... He gets he gets the kid drunk. No, he gives him a Fanta. Does he? It's a Fanta. I was I was zoning out. I was fucking zonked. Gets to get a Zipan. I think the kid's good in that scene. Yeah, where he's like, where Charlize Theron comes in, and I meant the scene where they're like Matt's being like, let me tell you. Oh, about, about yeah, yeah. Like, Matt's an alcoholic because he has PTSD, yeah, and he's and teaching he's... the kid about why people drink. Yeah, because they're trying to kill the different brain cells in their heads. See? Hell yeah! And he goes through these like three layers of like one's the feeling cell and one's the like <laughs> whatever, and the last one's the memory cells, and you're like ah, PTSD. Yeah. Um, but it's still the character development that. Jonas or whatever the his name's so weird. Ranulf Juna. It's is that he's, a name? No. You know why he's called this. I do, but you want to tell people on mic because Yeah, so this this movie is an adaptation of a book, which is an adaptation of the Bhagavad Gita, which I read a little bit of as prep for this episode. Ah, um his last prep. Yeah. My last book one. Report. Yeah, besides my book report. Uh Sean's exempt from the book report for next for next record. Because we're doing it in like three days time because we need to change our schedule. I'm not so, exempt from that. I'm you're going to do it for I'm going to do it, yeah. Okay. I was being nice to you. I've got the day off on Wednesday. Okay, you can watch Girls. Yeah, I'll watch Girls. feels wrong to say it like that. <laughs> oh, <girls. laughs> no. <laughs> it's kind of the tone it needs. Sure. Yeah, the Bhagavad Gita, the uh, Hindu text that I am become death, destroyer of worlds comes from. This movie is that. That's why Bagger Vance is called Bagger Vance because he's Bagavad and Ranulph Juna he's Orjuna Arjuna how did you get from I am death to destroyer of worlds to golf so I didn't read all of it because it's like it's long right it's or... not that long but I didn't have time um, I don't really see how it applies to this movie so like the thing is the how do you pronounce it say it Bagavad Gita the thing about the Bagavad Gita it's like a spiritual story and then overcoming struggle right yeah. that's but it's about like going to war. Right? Yeah, like the whole thing is that Arjuna is like a legendary hero who's yeah. killed like seven hundred guys. So does he say I am death becomer of worlds? Kind of. I didn't get to the part where he says it. Well. Yeah. But yeah, like it's just. So, the kid is like, you gotta go play golf, and Juna's like, no, I'm not gonna go play golf, and then they have like a sleepover, and the kid falls asleep in 
Gina's house, which is chill because it's the 1920s. And, like, Stranger Danger hasn't been invented yet. And then Charlize Theron appears through a window like a fucking ghost. Like a hallucination of Matt Damon. Yeah. And is like, what do I got to do to convince you to play this golf tournament? And he's just, like, wiggles his eyebrows. So they start, she just strips. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is this movie, Robert? And then, then she leaves, though. They kiss. They kiss, and then... And then she's like, I'm not going to sleep with you. There's a child in the room. Play yeah. golf. And he's like, okay. Um, <laughs> and then this stirs him into action to go outside and start putting. And I think this is when he reveals that the reason he... Stopped playing stopped golf. golf. Is he can't swing anymore? Yeah, he's lost his swing. Which, okay, that's fair. Yeah. And World War One would do that to you. Yeah. PTSD, PTSD hasn't been invented yet, but it's, it exists. <laughs> the shell shock is bad. Yeah. It does annoy me that no one in the town references the fact he went to World War One. I, I know, right? It's such a. It fucking seems like that's the kind of thing that they would bring up at least once. They bring it up in the like when they're introducing him. Yeah. But no one like. There's not a not a scene of a t- of a woman in the town going to like him being like, oh, thank you for like telling me about my son dying like a hero. Like such an it's such an easy flavor text to write in of like this like ugh, such an easy characterization of the reason he doesn't want to play golf is he doesn't want the attention being associated with him also winning the Medal of Honor. Yeah. Like that's I just thought of that on the spot. That's such an easy way of like he doesn't <laughs> want the like pride of golf to be associated with like the worst day of his life because they yeah. would of course they would be intertwined in this like town if he was like a folk hero. No. Nah. It's not, a, it's not a thing. That seems like too easy characterization for Juno. Yeah. So instead we get Bagger Vance. So we can't say the term. Yeah. Spike Lee coined a term in 2001 about this movie. Uh, called the oh, mag- was it coined about this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, the Magical Person of Colour. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I think that's the best way yeah. to come up with it, which is, let me see what Spike's definition of it is. I have to Google this term and I really don't want to Google this term it's going <laughs> to fuck up my uh, uh, the magic going to think you're racist no I think this is about media literacy uh, it's a trope in American cinema television and literature it is a supporting stock character who comes to the aid of a white protagonist in a film the, the characters often provide special insight or mystic characters uh, like um, mystic powers the term was popularized in 2001 by Spike Lee while discussing films with students during a tour of like college campuses, in which he said Holloway continues to employ this premise, expressing dismay. He said that films like The Green Mile and The Legend of Bagger Vance used a super duper magical person of color. Yeah. And it's just like, it's it goes into the whole noble savage and all this stuff. And yeah. like, it is, I, I am not lying. Bagger Vance does not have a character besides no, he just sprout, just like sprouting sprouting like wisdom, wisdom and like, which is fucking unhinged because yeah. he's played by William Will Smith, Smith. <laughs> Will Oscar winning slap giving like, Will Smith one of the most charismatic men on the planet and he just literally appears in the darkness yeah, to, liter- uh, like, to help Matt Damon li- like literally Matt Damon is like out at night swinging and Bagger Vance just appears, appears. like it is like I, I I knew obviously about the, the that reputation because we do a little bit of research before mm. we like watch the movies, and I was like, okay, this this character is a nothing character, and then the and then the character appears on screen, and you're like, oh, oh. my god, yeah, like oh my <laughs> god, 
So I decided I think it would be interesting because we don't want to talk about the movie, but we do want to talk. We do want to provide you some context. It's just just so from actually from this point on, the movie's just about golf. Basically, it's just them playing golf. And Van der Van sprouting like inspirational wisdom about golf. Yeah. The movie, the, the direction of the movie does improve at this stage. We will go back to talking about the movie in a minute, but we're yeah. going to have a brief tangent. About Will Smith. To talk about what the fuck is Will Smith doing in his film career. Yeah. Because I've always grown up, I feel like you and I are the same. Yeah. We've always grown up with Will Smith being like one of the most charismatic movies, yeah. movie stars, whatever. I don't think he's ever made a good movie in our lifetime. Damn. Let's talk about Will Smith's film career, shall we? Sure. Will Smith obviously gets started doing Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. He was also a rapper. We're going to quickly talk through these movies because there's an important movie Sean wants to know about. Yes, there what's, is. What's the movie, Sean? Wild Wild West. We'll get to Wild Wild West. Yeah, I want to know I want to know specifically when Wild Wild West is in relation to Bagger Vance. 1992, Where the Days Take Us. Never heard Never of it. Never heard of it. 1993, Made in America. That's good. Six Degrees of Separation. Yeah, I don't know that. 1995, Bad Boys. Oh, shit, nice. 1996, Independence Day. Hell yeah. 1997, Men in Black. Yeah. 1998, Enemies of the State. Yeah. 1999, Wild Wild West. Yeah. 2000, The Legend of Bagger Vance. Oh, no. <laughs> I think this movie is the start of Will Smith trying to win an Oscar. Yeah, it seems like it. It definitely seems like Because then it. it's 2001. Ali, the Michael Mann, Muhammad Ali movie, oh, where, where he meets Jada. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah, Ali's meant to be incredible. Did not do well in, like... Didn't win an Oscar. Well, just, I don't think it did well, because Michael Mann is, like, a very interesting director. We're gonna go see the Ferrari movie, but... Okay. Like, Will Smith trained for this movie. Like, trained for Ali. Like, he boxed for, like, two years. Oh, shit. And would, like, practice, like... He's basically trained his body to fight exactly like Muhammad Ali. Wild. Like, it's, it's a very interesting movie. I've never seen it, but I know a lot about it. Mm. Um, obviously, he does Legend of Bagger Ali. Both don't do great. Then he does 2002, Men in Black 2. Mm-hmm. Banger. I like Men in Black 2, but yeah, I don't think I it's do a, too. I don't think people like it. I think people think it's a downgrade for Men in Black 1. Sure. Then he does 2003, Bad Boys 2. Banger as well. 2004, Jersey Girl, which we'll be watching because Ben Affleck's in. And Matt Damon. Nice. Also in 2004, iRobot. Oh, that's great. Is it though? Yeah. Oh, should we do a... We're not doing a William Smith. We thought about it, but we're not doing it. 2004, Shark Tales. Yeah! With Martin Scorsese. (laughs) Martin Scorsese in Shark Tales. Uh, I think it's... Is it Shark Tales that he's in? Let me find that. Well, I keep doing the... Yeah. But none of these movies have like the most stellar reputation. Yeah, so the Shark Tales stars... Will Smith, Robert De Niro, Renee Zellweger, Jack Black, Angelina Jolie, and Martin Scorsese. What a fucking weird movie. <laughs> is Martin Scorsese the big... F- oh, no. Is Martin Scorsese the shark? Uh, Martin Scorsese plays... I remember Shark Tales as a child, and I did not care the for it. The pufferfish. Oh, yeah. Weird. 2005 is Hitch. I haven't seen it. 2006 is The Pursuit of Happiness, another Oscar movie. Mm. 2007 uh, is uh, I Am Legend. I Am Legend. Yeah. A movie that I've read the book about. I like, I like the movie I, I Am Legend. I've read the book. Um, from what yeah. I've heard, the book is very different to the movie. Yes, it is. 2008, Hancock. Oh, I love Hancock. See, I feel like a lot of these movies, I'm like, these are these are you know, like movies that are not good. 
but you have such bonkers taste you like yeah. them because there are a lot of superhero adjacent movies yeah and also in 2008 is Seven Pounds another Oscar another movie another Oscar movie yeah it's meant to be boring 2012 Men in Black 3 yeah uh, 2013 After Earth <laughs> <laughs> where he talks in a monotone the entire movie we might need to do a Will Smith season not doing a Will Smith season we have too many seasons lined up it's also a very short filmography now that I'm looking at it yeah. this way. That's, I'm impressed. 2013 Anchorman 2 The Legend Continues. He was, oh, he was. He was one of the other news crews that they fight. The thing about this, this is the Wikipedia one. It's not yeah. the letterbox one. So we might be missing some cameos and stuff in this. Sure. 2014 Winter's Tale. Oh. Ooh, that's fucked. That movie looks atrocious. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it's a Colin Firth movie. Colin Farrell. Wanna someone dies of tuberculosis? It's a box office. Damn. Bomb. 2015 Focus with Margot Robbie. Sure. That's the one. Yeah. 2015 Concussion. Sure. I mean, the funniest thing about Concussion is he's playing basically about like you know how football players. Yeah, get concussions. Yeah. But he's playing a Nigerian uh, doctor who like found basically okay that the, the concussions give them like permanent brain injuries and the NFL is covering it up. Yeah. It's a very serious story. But he's doing a very... No. He's doing an Nigerian accent. Oh, no. And it's... Like... Like Halle Berry in the first X-Men. Worse, I think. Oh. Like, Nigerian people make fun of it as being like, that's a oh, really? janky Nigerian <laughs> accent. Like, people who are... Like, I've listened to podcasts where it's people being like, my parents are Nigerian, and I bullied them for that's what people think their accent sounds like. <laughs> I, I will not do it because I'm not allowed to do it, but it's bad. Um, 2016, Suicide Squad. Yeah! What um, is this? Uh, 2016 kinda... as well. Collateral Beauty. 2017. Bright. Yeah! <laughs> Ain't no fairies done. Oh, <laughs> fucking Um, 2019. Uh, Student of the Year 2. Doesn't exist. Aladdin. Oh, no. <laughs> you remember he was the genie? Yeah. Um, Dads. Never heard of it. Gemini Man. Yeah! I need to see. I need to watch Gemini Man. I haven't seen it. I but... do love, um... Ali, not what's his name. He made fucking uh, the bad Hulk or the great Hulk. Ang Lee. Ang Lee. Yeah. Thank you. Not Ali. I was thinking of. Yeah. Uh, I just love a movie where a guy plays both himself and like a twin brother. It's not a twin brother. I know it's like a clone, right? It's a clone of his younger self sent to assassinate yeah. his older self. Damn. He's a Gemini man. What the fuck. <sighs> so it's not like. Based on a book. It's just like Twisted Pair. Spice in the Skies is also he made it that year. Yeah, why not? Uh, 2020, Bad Boys for Life. And then 2021, he finally wins his Oscar for King Richard, a movie no one saw. Yeah. And he sure slapped Chris Rock. He did slap Chris Rock. And then he Chris did. Chris Rock, star of uh, Grown Ups 2. I will slap you. Try it. Uh, no, I hand this I am sick. You're not allowed. I'm also sick. Fuck, that cancels it out. <laughs> and then he did Emancipation last year, which is meant to be just like grim, dark fucking... Uh, let me kill some people so I can not be a slave anymore but it's meant to be bad sure um, but that's that's Will Smith's film career this movie makes no fucking sense in, in that context in the context of him just coming off of Wild Wild West this does because Wild Wild West like kind of ruins his life I yeah think. it destroys his or almost it could have destroyed his career had he not made a little bit of a comeback in like the early 2000s had he not made a comeback playing Bagger Vance? Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, where is this in the relation I to I don't like... think this counts as a... Will Smith's as not... a comeback. But no, I'm sorry, I'm looking at Will Smith's filmography. Will Smith's not been in like any like 
bangers in the last like 10 years I yeah. would say how is he still famous is he just famous because he's such a big film guy in the yeah. 90s and people are like yeah Will Smith yeah yeah maybe isn't he a Scientologist probably my yeah. I assume most celebrities are at this point not my famous I don't think give it a couple of years no put him in a room with um Tom Cruise Tom Cruise and we'll see how it goes but yeah very weird. Where he was a rapper as well when you think Yeah, about that that's where he kinda got a start from. He got a start rapping about? Yeah. Not doing drills. Yeah, that was my Will Smith interlude because I thought that will fill ten minutes. Yeah. And then we got off track because we had to tell talk about the truth. I need to stop doing that voice. Yeah, I, you can't do that voice. I know, neither can Will. <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> um, Supposedly it is a good it it sounds like what the man sounds like. Yeah. But it sounds like a terrible impression of a Nigerian man. It sounds horrific, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, the real doctors lived in America for a very long time. Oh, really? Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, we get introduced to... Um, we have to go back to talk we about... Got, we have to talk about Bagger Vance, no, yeah. We want to. Let's talk about Charlize's film now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Charlize has a fucked up film career, but I'll say yeah. that for the next time she appears in the pod. We, we go back to... The, the tournament <coughs> begins and we get a little look at um, Bobby Jones and William Hagen's uh, like golfing styles. It's Bobby Jones's one is described as grace in motion. Whereas Hagen's one is described as um, hitting more bad shots in a game than most do in a season. Because what Hagen does is he just kind of fucks around and then, and then he has it. one perfect shot. I I did think of you when there was the smoking shot. Yeah. And I was like, this is a Sean-esque. I was like, maybe if Hagen hadn't been a bastard in his introductory scene, Sean would like him. Yeah. He was trying to win you back over. He was doing his best. I I kinda, mean, he kind of did get me on board a little bit later on. But um, but yeah, like, genuinely, the, the, for the last hour and 20 minutes, it's mostly golfing. Yeah. And between the shots of, like, golfing and, like, narrating this golf game... Which, if this was an actual story, I could understand why they spend so long on the golf game. Yeah, but it's not. But it's, it's not. So you're like, why am I watching 15 minutes of golf? Yeah. Sean and I, I don't have a chat. I hate golf. I have no strong feelings on golf. I think it's a waste of resources. Sure. I know I like F1. That makes sense. Like, yeah. it's not... You could grow things on those golf courses. You could let flowers grow. Yeah. They don't... They can walk through the flowers to get to their golf balls. Yeah. I understand you need the fairway and the fucking green, but everything else, let there be flowers. Let there be like wild nature. I think it's funny. Yeah. Fuck golf courses. I hate golf courses. But yeah, they just play it like the first, they do uh, four rounds of 18. The first round, um, Matt does terrible. He's yeah, he's back. just shit. He's like 10 above par. The others yeah. are pretty much even. And then he has a, one of several inspirational speeches from Bagger Vance. Like, Bagger Vance's character in this is he does wishy one-liners to the camera. Yeah. And he gives inspirational speech to white men. Yeah. And doesn't do does anything not, else. He does not have a single piece of character development. Nope. He's not a character. He's not a character. Yeah. He is... That term I can't say. Yeah. Like, it is shockingly terrible how bad the, the character is for 2000. Yeah. There's also a couple of bits where Matt goes and dances with Charlize. That kind of, yeah, that happens later on in the tournament. Yeah. I don't think we're... I think we can skip over a good you amount know, of the tournament, You know what we talk about the fucking half of the movie? No. No. 
Like, it really is a nothing film. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't go on my phone when I'm watching the movies, but I kind of have to because... Yeah. It's just golf. It's just golf. Yeah. Like, it's... The golf is shot well. Yeah, it looks nice. But at the end of the day... It's golf. It's golf. <laughs> like, it, at least in Field of Dreams, you didn't sit down and watch them play a full game of baseball. But also, baseball's so dramatic. Yeah. Like... The baseball, there isn't a lot of like, you know, because you have the competition against the other players yeah. and stuff. Like, so like, there's no drama here because like, if someone's golfing, you, you respectfully stand to the side. Yeah. Like, it's probably the worst sport to make a movie about because there's no, like, the tension's all in your brain. Yeah. You know? My, my last note is from the first round of golf. Oh my God. <laughs> and I just didn't take any notes after that. It's Bagger Vance has a one line that I thought was actually pretty good ah the freeway um, uh it was um the the part where he has to hit the ball like over the water yeah whole 18 yeah and he's just saying look just hit it into the fucking water like you're already so far behind you may as well just finish it out um and matt damon's like oh that might be that might be like embarrassing though and bagger vance like it's been embarrassing for a while but and i thought that was funny like there's hints where you're like they should have just let Will play up Bagger Vance more. And like Bagger Vance does, also saying Bagger Vance so many times, it's starting to feel like I shouldn't be allowed to say it. <laughs> you don't have that thought this entire time. No. No, I feel like I'm, I, I'm being impolite saying it. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just the syllable. I don't like it. I don't like the name. Yeah, it's the double G E-R. Yeah, the double G and hard E-R. It's bad. Yeah. It's really bad when you think about it. Yeah, especially for your... For the movie yeah um, yeah um but like him and the, the terrible kid actor have like a relationship as well but like kind of but like the kid kind of stops being a character at this point he just kind yeah. of is a witness which fair enough he's the narrator y'all so like matt's character development is he learns to get over his ptsd through the magical powers of kissing charlie Theron and mm-hmm. playing golf and talking to bagger vance yeah about golf and yeah. like there's loads of like weird dream sequences but y'all it's a really hard movie to talk about (laughs) oh this is not like most we struggle to talk about a movie since field of dreams i feel we could we talked about field of dreams like it's actually just it's hard to talk about this movie because it's all golf it's all golf (laughs) like there's bits where like bagger fans does have like a prophecial ability but you're watching it and you're like, yeah, he can fucking tell time or like yeah. foresight the weather. <laughs> like, no characters have any development. I'm actually, I feel like this movie is going down in my ratings as I speak. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the characters have no development. Like, nothing happens besides a game of golf. Yeah. Like, you don't learn anything about Savannah. The, the kid has some character development because you, his family own a general store that goes out of business. And is he finds out his da- his dad's a street sweeper and he's very embarrassed because his dad's doing menial labor and then Matt Damon has to turn around and be like you fucking idiot your dad is doing menial labor because he's the only like honest man in town yeah which you're like why is Matt Damon delivering this speech he's been an alcoholic <laughs> for ten years surely like surely of all the characters in this film Bagger Vance would be the one giving this speech yeah makes no sense what <sighs> a fucking movie. So, uh, towards the end... Matt Damon and Charlie Theron do start to get back together. They do, yeah. Um, there's a part where Matt 
goes like hits a ball into the woods yeah and he goes in and he starts having like ptsd flashbacks because it's a little bit misty yeah and then bagger vance comes and talks him out of it and he's fine then forever that's the dramatic that's the oscar scene yeah then the 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 final round of golf i guess is uh it takes place at night first of all which i thought was fun matt fucks up he Uh, he um is trying to get rid of some uh dirt on oh yes yeah 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 it's like it's it's neck and neck and it's par and par par and par and matt is like one stroke ahead yeah um and he is about to take the the winning shot basically and he goes to like clean a little bit of dirt away and the ball moves which is a real thing that happened to bobby jones oh really yeah in a different tournament it was some like us open thing um, oh, you find out Bobby Jones is going to retire from golf, so this is his last like eighteen yeah. years of golf. He also has like every law degree ever. He's done three degrees in that year, yeah. which means like I feel like he's not done. You know, he can't be that good. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. But he's like twenty eight. He's like, I'm a sudden lawyer. I'm going to quit golf, and I'm like, you do you, Bobby Jones. Yeah, have um, fun. But yeah, he is basically like, oh, I'm being dishonest, so I I need a. You know, I need to be honest. And everyone's like... Nah, yeah. Just and like, the, the kid is like, you can't do this. Nobody will know. Uh, and he, he goes and he's honest about it. And Bagger Vance is like, well, I've, I've done all I can here. And he, yeah, he's he learned his leaves. lesson. Yeah. I'm like, why are you leaving now? Yeah. Like, it's... And like, what was his lesson? Being honest? He wasn't he was really... Al- he's always been honest. Yeah, he wasn't really dishonest at any point in the film. I feel like it's one of those things of like, it's... That moment, it's probably something in the, like, original tale. Sure. That's, like, meant to re- like, you know, he's not taking the easy option to victory. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, you've learned your lesson, whatever. And that's when, you know, the yeah. spirit, the, the Indian god leaves. But for this, how Bagger Vance leaves the film, you're just like... Whoa. Yeah. He just walks away. He just walks away. Yeah. Does a little dance on the beach. It happens at the end. Oh, it happens after. That happens, Matt- like, real... Yeah. yeah, they draw. They have a draw, basically. But Matt wins because he's won that round. I, the movie's very confusing, I feel. No, they, they just draw, They right? just draw, the Yeah, three the three of them just draw in the end. They don't explain... So the whole thing of these reason this tournament's been happening is Charlize has, like, sold everything that her family owns to, like, pay yeah. for the winner. The money is never brought up again. Yeah, no, uh, and, like, it's meant to be a fundraiser. I We kind of assume that they make the money to save the golf course. Oh, the one bullshit thing is Matt gets a hole in one and they cut back to town and everyone's like, he, you know, it's got a hole in one. And I'm like, no one would give this much of a shit. No one would <laughs> yeah. like, leave their like the jobs. T- the town go fucking wild for golf for some reason. Yeah. But like, it's just bad. It's yeah. a bad move. Sorry, uh, I'll calm down. Yeah. The movie ends with uh, Charlize Theron and Matt Damon getting back together and dancing mm-hmm. in another flashback. Yeah. And then we see the old man get up and meet Bagger Vance because I guess he's dead. Yeah, I assume that he died of his fifth heart attack. Sixth heart attack. Sixth heart attack. Yeah. Uh, and Bagger Vance has come to like guide his soul to the afterlife it's or something. It's a bad movie. Like, all the actors are good. The costumes are great. The child actors aren't good. Well, they're children. You can't blame them. Yes, I can. No. <laughs> the, the adult actors are good. Yeah. The, the sets, costumes are right. The sets are well made. Yeah. Um, Robert Redford learns to stop doing a zoom after about yeah. 40 minutes. He starts doing like POV shots where you are the golf ball 
uh, yeah. as it's like sailing through the air. Like he gives his actors space to do the acting and stuff. Yeah. Once Matt kind of appears on screen, he kind of lessens the zooms. I yeah. know, I know this, but the script is just terrible. Yeah, it's it's just bad. It's just a bad script, and like there's no there's no meaning behind it. Like it's. There's no tension at any point. No, because you're like, it's golf. Who gives a shit? It's a game of golf. It doesn't actually matter if Matt wins or loses. And like Matt's, there's nothing in it where it's like, it's so, it takes so little for them to convince Matt to play golf. Yeah. That there's no tension in it because he hasn't really overcome anything. Because I was kind of like, oh, is this going to be a thing of like, he needs to help, he needs to win the money to help like, pay back the town or something like that or he needs the money for some reason no he doesn't but he doesn't actually ever seem to care about the money yeah he's just in it for the golf but there's very little of him practicing because I feel like a lot of the fun in sports movies is the like prep for the big tournament yeah and the first time you see him playing golf is the tournament you know so we do see him uh, whacking balls when Bagger Vance first shows up and he does whack, whack balls again Later on, it's you said the term first. Why is it funny when I say it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think it's because I stumbled because I saw the yeah. this term Spike Lee said again in the, oh, okay. on the Wikipedia, and I went ah. But like also, like it's such a. I remember I was I. Sometimes when I watch the movies and I get confused, I will have the Wikipedia open. Yeah. And the, this Wikipedia skips thirty minutes of the movie. Yeah. Because there's nothing going on. Because it's bad. Like, I feel like we've not talked a lot about the movie. There's we no, can't. We can't. There's nothing to talk about. Like, I'm looking at the Wikipedia now. Like... Like, genuinely. It cuts... The Wikipedia cuts from the first round to the final round as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, Charlie Theron and Matt Damon, like, they, they ever kindled a romance, but they don't really. They mm. just kind of have to take a photo together and then they're into each other again. Yeah. Like, they kiss a few times because Charlie Theron's pretty. And like, she is very pretty. She's this. very pretty. Yeah. It's so weird seeing Charlize Theron playing like a very traditional female role. Yeah, it is. Because she's yeah. such a like. It's before she wins her Oscar, I think, and before she becomes like the best action hero of the 20, 2010s. Yeah. But you're like, Charlize. Ah. Yeah. Why are they putting you into this pigeonhole if you're just a ballerina? You know she was a ballerina to start off with? Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Her Instagram's pretty cool. They consider doing a series on Charlie Theron at one stage, but so there's a lot of bagger advances in our future if we do that. <laughs> God. Who edited this Wikipedia 20 days ago? No. <laughs> Me. No. Uh, I can, like, soundtrack's not terrible in the it's movie. Fine. It's yeah. fine. God, I just don't... I don't know what to say besides don't, don't watch it. Don't watch it. It's bad. It's bad. Like... It's not even a good movie to have on in the background. Yeah. It's not even a movie I would see them throwing on RTE. You know? I feel like that's a good... It's because it's, it's like fucking two hours long as well. Well, like sometimes RTE loves putting on a longish movie and like 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 the Sunday movie or whatever. Sure. There's nothing in this that like... It's fundamentally a movie I don't understand why it exists. If that makes yeah. sense. Maybe this is going to go lower in my ratings than I thought. I know exactly where it's going in my ratings. Yeah. This is making... This movie is so mediocre it's me- making me rethink a lot of my ratings oh yeah yeah damn speaking of ratings did how we... did this do in the box office so bad <laughs> so bad it did not make its budget back so uh-huh. I, as i said earlier it cost 80 million yeah it came out the, the start of november number third 
number third to fifth of 2000. Mm-hmm. Opened number third in the box office. Sure. It made 39 million all together. It made Oof. most, it made like a third of its budget the opening weekend. Sure. What else was in? It was number three, right? Number three. What was one and two? Well, I do going down, chrono- like going down order for a change. Sure. Number one was Charlie's Angels with 40 hey. million. Number two was Meet the Parents. Hell yeah. Number three was The Legend of Bragger Vance. Number four was the, Remember the Titans, another sports movie. Yeah. Number five was Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Oh, to be God. Awful, Have awful. you seen that? No, it's, I haven't seen Blair Witch 1. Uh, Blair Witch 1 is... It's solid. Blair Witch 2 is terrible. I've heard Blair Witch... Um, Blair Witch? Blair Witch. Um, it's like... It just goes... Like, it's people, like, making a documentary because they've watched the Blair Witch. Which I think is a fun concept. But then mm. it's it just goes off the rails. Uh, the fucking weirdest thing about Blair Witch is the fact they didn't feed them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's... That's cool because you're a scrappy little like film crew doing that. Horrible if you were like a professional company. Yeah. You know. Uh, also, another movie that would never get made again. You just can't. You just can't. Yeah. Um, the the marketing around that was so insane that yeah. like you can't do that now. It'll get leaked immediately that it's not real. Yeah. Number six is Bedazzled. Never heard of it. Uh-huh. Um. Number seven is Pay It Forward. Never Ever heard of it. Oh, Pay It Forward. It's such a stupid movie. I've never seen it, but I just know it's stupid. Sure. Um, number eight is The Little Vampire. I feel like I saw like a CBBC series called The Little Vampire I, at some it, point. It's a lonely American boy that moves to Scott. It's one of those things that CBBC... It's like the S Club 7 movie. <gasps> Wait, no, I have seen this. It's, yeah. This, this is what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the S Club 7 movie, yeah. which is you have no memory that it exists until you turn on like Nickelodeon on and a it's Thursday. There. And you're yeah. like, oh, I've seen this 20 times. Yeah. Number nine is Lucky Numbers, a movie I've never heard sure. of. Uh, oh my god, John! D- <laughs> look at look at this poster. Oh fuck yeah, <laughs> Lisa Kudrow and John Travolta. Why does this exist? Oh, I've heard about this movie. This movie has like an amazing director. Uh, number ten is Legend of the Drunk Master. Who's who made this sure. movie? Is this movie made by fucking who? I think it's made by. Is this movie made by Jonathan Demme? I think it's made by Jonathan Demme. Who's Jonathan Demme? Jonathan, look up Jonathan Demme and read out some of his movies for me when I look up Lucky Numbers. You have seen a Jonathan Demme movie. Oh, Silence of the Lambs. Sorry, no, this is directed by Nora Ephron, who's also a very famous director. Sure. Nora Ephron made... <coughs> Did she make Zac Ephron? No, she uh, made You've Got Mail, Sleepless in Seattle, Julia and Julia, Bewitched, Michael, Mixed Nuts, and When Harry Met Sally. Nice. Uh, she was married to uh, Bernstein... No, she wasn't. Who was she married to? She was married to Leonard Bernstein of All the President's Men fame, who is played by Dustin Hoffman, also starring Robert Redford. Yes, I linked it back to the movie <laughs> we're talking about. And this movie did terrible in the box office. Good. But it also did terribly in our rankings. Yeah. Because we need to get back on track. All and right. we're both sick and we need to have dinner. If you've never listened to the podcast before, this is a section of the podcast. This is the worst episode you could have started with, bud. Imagine this is our most popular episode. I hope it's not. I do too. We do rankings on the podcast of the movies we've watched. And we do them each week without looking at our own notes. Except we're allowed to write down the movies as we rank them. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be a hard one for Hannah. Because I have famously had a very Oscar winning movie. Very, very, very low down on my rankings. And this has made me reevaluate where I've put that movie this entire time. I don't know about you, Sean. I know exactly where this is going in my rankings. Okay. Number 17, as always, is the film Good Old Boys 
directed by Tommy Lee Jones, one of Matt Damon's first movies that we haven't fucking watched because we can't find it anywhere. I have looked. I have continued to search. Can't find it. If you can find it, that bounty's still open. Yeah, bounty is still open. I'll buy you a pint. No, we're still on the list after this starts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You go first. I'm number rise. 16. It's Rising Sun. What's my number 16 starting A? Number 15 is The Legend of Bagger Vance. I think I might have to agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I, I originally had it above the next two movies because mm-hmm. I, I think it's better made but then I thought about it more <laughs> yeah and I was like the, the Bagger Vance character is just so mm-hmm. terrible yeah Matt's good Matt's in it and like Matt's Matt's we didn't talk about Matt Matt's good in it I that's, think that's yeah he's that's fine. fine in it he's one of the better he is the most character but it's just like it's just it's just a terrible script yeah everything around the movie everything else about the movie is fine it's just such a bad script that I think it has it's undeniably awful yeah this is going to be really easy. So yeah, that's my number 15. Yeah. My number 14 is Field of Dreams. My number 14 is Field of Dreams. Damn. Uh, my number 13 is Geronimo. My number 13 is Rising Sun. We're uh, doing this too quick. I can't write it down. My number 12, I think, is still School Ties. My number 12 is Chasing Amy. What fucking movies we watch. <laughs> This happens every week. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> my number 11. That's gotta be... Uh, uh, Rainmaker. My number 11 is Rounders. My number 10 is Chasing Amy. My number yeah, 10... Yeah, from here. Yeah. My number 10 is... Geronimo. Uh, my number 9 is Titan AE. Yeah, you scored using Tiny. The thing with me and Tiny, yeah. I think Tiny just looks so bad. That's why it's so low for me. I just dis- like. I just we like disagree. The way it looks. We yeah. disagree on this. That's on last week's show. That oh, I can't. I'm gonna clip that when we go at the same time. I say oh, yeah. it's awful. You say it's amazing. <laughs> I think it's gonna be funny. Hell yeah. Um, sorry, my number nine or are we on number eight? My number nine school ties. Uh, my number. We have the same number eight. Mystic Pizza. Yeah, it's Mystic yeah, Pizza. Yeah, Mystic Pizza. Shout out to Bill. Oh. Bill. Oh, I need to think about my top. What's my number seven? You go your number seven. One. My number seven? Courage Under Fire. I'm going to be very bold and do the rest of my top. Oh, that's cheating, isn't it? It's cheating. Courage Under Fire. What do I have above? What else have we got? Um... Give us one second when we think about our lists because this is hard. Because I know I'm very good up to number eight because I always have Mystic Pizza as like a guiding light. What's number seven? Oh, number seven's Dogma. Sorry, I'm being an idiot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Dogma. What's your number six? Uh, I think my number six is Goodwill. My number six is Glory Days. My number five, then, has got to be the talented Mr. Ripley. My number five is Courage Under Fire. Uh, I think Courage Under... F- no, Courage Under Fire was my number seven. Oh, Rounders. Rounders is my number four. Yeah, you liked Randy's more than I did. Yeah. Because you just love Worm. Yeah. Um, but like John Malkovich. Did he give you Is this number four we're doing or number, or number five? Number four. Number four for me is The Rainmaker. Number three for me is Dogma. Number three for me is Good William Hunting. Number two for me, Glory Days. 
Number two for me is Talented Mr. Ripley. And number one. What a bullet. Oh, uh, is a fine instrument of warfare. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. The day that Saving Private Ryan, if it ever gets knocked down, yeah. it's going to be a momentous day for yeah. the podcast. It's not going to come soon. Um, what if Finding Forrester is great? Better than... What if it's fantastic? Before we get into talking about Finding Forrester, we need to talk about the Matt Damon fact. Yeah, our trivia. Our trivia. Um, uh, we have uh, we have no emails this week again. You can email us at signwavepod at gmail.com. That's signwavepod at gmail.com. We were at a party and we started doing that. Yeah. And people <laughs> laughed and I was like, we're destroyed. Yeah. Someone also showed the podcast on a screen at the party and we were like, please yeah. stop. <laughs> I know you took a photo, but then I my camera didn't work so I didn't and I was like this is cringe please turn it off damn um Matt Damon fact Matt Damon suffered from a separated rib through the excessive golf practice he did for this <laughs> he broke a fucking rib for this movie damn not worth not it not worth it. it shouldn't have done that there's so little like golf like okay there's a lot of golf in this movie he, not, not enough golf to break a rib he could have so easily had a stunt double but even like they never show him doing a lot. There's only like a pan long shot. Like it's so easy just to be like, Boop, yeah. I'm golfing. Like how much golf did he play to break Maybe up? he just wanted to play golf. But he doesn't seem like a golfing source. Oh, clearly he is. No, because he broke a rib. <laughs> Another fun uh, fact about this movie, Brad Pitt got offered the role and turned it down. <laughs> Good Matthew. job, Brad. I, I imagine this was, this is also an interesting thing. I did pay attention to this and I mm-hmm. nearly I nearly went down a rabbit hole and I pulled myself back up. Sure. DreamWorks. First DreamWorks oh, movie. Oh, wild. First DreamWorks movie that we've watched so far. Sure. So I wonder if it's just like a, a thing for Spielberg, you know? Mm, maybe. Spielberg owns DreamWorks, doesn't he? Does he? Yeah. That would make sense, I guess. Check that when I read about our next film. Yeah, our next film, Finding Forrester. Finding Forrester, starring a villain. Sorry, Sean Connery. Sean Connery, yeah, that's not Wait, right. Sean Connery? Yeah, he's Forrester. I need to stop talking my phone. What the fuck? I, I got in the habit of doing my phone, and then I started doing it again. And Sean didn't Yeah, talk. Spielberg co-founded Amblin Entertainment and DreamWorks. Yep. Nice. Turns out being one of the best directors of all time, you're allowed your own production company. Nice. And then he made Shrek. Uh, Fuck and, yeah. and I love him for it. Finding Forrester, directed by Gus Van Sant, the director of. I think this is the first time Matt's returned to a director besides Kevin Smith. What did Gus Van Sant do again? Um, a little movie called uh, Good William Hunting. Ooh, okay. And My Own Private Idaho, which you'd love. Alright. My Own Private Idaho is. His films typically deal with themes of marginalized subcultures, in particular homosexuality. Uh, my own time uh, Iroho is uh, Keanu Reeves and River Phoenix being lovers. Nice. But uh, Keanu Reeves doesn't know it. Okay. And uh, River Phoenix has narcolepsy so he keeps falling asleep on Keanu Reeves. <laughs> it's a film. I watched it sure. one day very depressed and I was like oh, look at him. Look at this poster. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, very pretty boys. But not pretty I don't know I'm going to talk about Finding Forrester now mm-hmm. byline in an ordinary place he found the one person to make his life extraordinary Gus Van Sant tells the story of a young African American man named Jamal who confronts his talents while living on the streets of the Bronx he accidentally runs into an old writer named Forrester who discovers his passion for writing with help from his new mentor Jamal receives a scholarship to a private school I feel like this this has just spoiled the entire plot of the movie um, but this movie stars Sean Connery as Forrester, 
uh, Rob Brown, who has been in Don John, ha ha ha, ha ha ha, because Don John exists, and he's also in The Dark Knight Rises, which is a film. Sure. I like The Dark Knight Rises. I'm yeah. unpopular in that opinion. I think it's all right. Yep. He's not been in many other things. He's in Don I think Don John's such a he, fucking funny movie. He does the... Um... Don John. <laughs> he does the voice of the, the coach in NBA 2K21. Hell yeah. F. Murray Abraham, who is, of course, the horny grandpa in White Lotus Season 2. He's oh, also, that guy? Yeah. He's also Salary in Amadeus. He goes in Scarface. He's Isn't in... he, like, actually a creep? Or am I imagining that? I think he's actually, like, a respectable guy. Like, he's, I think he's cool. Google it. I love that. I will. F. Uh, Murray Abraham. Uh, yeah, F. Murray Abraham was kicked off Mythic Quest for sexual misconduct. No, F. Murray Abraham. Yeah, I'm sad now. Anna Paquin is also in Anna Paquin. <gasps> What's she Rogue? doing? <laughs> Rogue. Yeah. Sounds very happy. <laughs> Didn't expect Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes. <laughs> what is this cast? April Grace. Who's in Joker? She's the Joker baby. No, she's not. She's, she's in the, the Joker. Joker Whiplash, Magnolia, I Am Legend, Mockingjay, AI. Um, oh, is she the um, Constantine? The she's sec- in Constant. Wait, she's in the Constantine movie. What the fuck? Rachel Weisz is in the Constantine movie. Wait, wait, who's this? Uh, she's in Star Trek: The Next Generation. She's an act. Like she's a person. April Grace. April Grace. Oh, she Great doesn't name. have a Wikipedia page apparently. That's fucked. Michael Pitt. Who's in Hugo and Seven Psychopaths and The Village? Does he and play one of the psychopaths? Wait, The Village? <laughs> and Ghost Wait, in the, the Shell. Wait, The Village? <laughs> and, and, and Ghost in the Shell. Um, Who the fuck does he play? Oh no, wait, is he. What was this boy's name? Um, this is something of my favourite thing about sometimes doing it. Oh, <gasps> he's in Funny Games? I don't know who Funny Games is. Michael Pitt. Who's Michael Pitt? Oh, sorry, it's Michael Pitt. Um, yeah, Michael Pitt. Who's He's Michael in Funny Pitt? Games. He's in Funny Games. Who the fuck does he play? Finton Coin. Wait, Jesse Eisenberg's in The Village? What? Yeah. I need to watch The Village sometime. Adrian Brody's meant to be a felon in that movie. Like, I don't know what he what he does, but I heard it's felonist. Um, yeah. That's a, an interesting film. <laughs> Another movie that could not be made now. Like, that twist <laughs> happens, and then yeah. people, like... People tore up the seats. Where is Matthew? Matthew's so low down in yeah, this, this cast. I have a feeling this is going to be another not much Matt. We, we've been blessed with Matthew recently. Yeah. When was uh, the last movie? Cursed in this, play, in this case. Uh, but like we've had... What was the last movie we had um, that had very little Matthew? Um, Besides that name. That doesn't count. Probably... Chasing Amy. Chasing Amy, yeah. yeah. So it's been like a good six weeks of Matt. Yeah. <laughs> One that was... That's finding Forrester, then all the pretty horses, and then I'm back then to the salt mine. Jay I'm, and Silent I'm, Bob. I'm coming, sweetie. I'm back <laughs> in the fucking building. What? Have you not seen that moon, that meme? No. It's like they're like, ah, I can finally leave. Like that, I'm coming, sweetie. I'm back in the fucking building. It's me with Kevin Smith. So. Finding Forrester, all the pretty horses, and then we're back into another peak because we've got Jay and Silent Bob and Ocean's Eleven. But then we're back cratering again because we've got the Mystique. The Majestic? The Maje- I can't fucking read. And Jerry. <gasps> and Stallion, or Spirit, Stallion of the Samurai. And then we've got some of all fears. Oh, we're getting so close to Eurotrip. We're getting so close to Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> but the third wheel is meant to be terrible. Oh, no, really? Look at this. 
Look at the letterbox rating. Oh, 2.9. What's it? I'm spoiling. Oh, Luke Wilson? Oh, no. Who's Luke Wilson again? He's the other Wilson. His own oh, this guy, yeah. Yeah. I like Luke Wilson. God. Wilson McCarthy. I'm spoiling myself. Yo, we're into, we're into the mid 2000 rom com era coming up. So, uh, I'm so sad. Is I Graham, love this podcast. Jay Don't and Silent me wrong. Bob is going to be our 20th ep- or not our 20th episode, our 20th movie. God. Worst, my, uh, my cousins came over to watch F1 with me. Hell and yeah. uh, my cousin Leon was like, I thought you'd be doing this for ages, but you're actually going through a really, like, you're going really quick. Yeah. And I had to tell him, I was like, we're trying to get into the era of Matt Damon does a lot of cameos, but we still have to watch the movie. Yeah. Because he's like, you're in the 2000s, you only have 20 years left. And I'm like, he starts to be in a lot more movies yeah. in, the 20, <laughs> in the 2000s. He's weirdly in a lot of movies, but he's also weirdly not in a lot of movies. Yeah. You know? God. The day we get to shave, shave part two. <laughs> True Crits 2010? That feels like so long away. <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm looking at this spreadsheet here and like... What number is True Grit? It's like number, what, 45? Uh, True Grit is number 46. Oh, that was a good guess. That was like, a really good guess, yeah. But we looking have 20 at just movies the, to do in this decade. Looking at just the, the ocean of... of yeah, between blank. the... Okay. Between uh, the ranking special and um, the Legend of Bagger Vance, <laughs> there's not there's a lot of very. We've got all the borns to go through. We've got we've all, the, all the oceans to get through. We've got the Martian. We've got Interstellar. We've got the Thors. Um, we have to we have to get into the George Clooney era. I do this once. So I do this every five episodes where I think about what we have to watch and I start freaking out. Yeah, let's. It happens in any of the bad episodes. I start freaking out. But if you want to follow along with the freaking out, make sure you yeah, follow and subscribe to the show on your preferred platform of choice. Uh, follow us on our Twitter, Instagram, on our TikTok. We, we have set up TikTok, a TikTok now. now. Yeah. The TikTok is doing. We watched, we posted one video, but it was it was a hit. We got seven hundred views. Seven hundred views. Yeah. And we're like, why? <laughs> it was Julia Roberts. Um, yeah. <laughs> all at SineWavePod. Yeah. Uh, please email into the show at SineWavePod at gmail.com. Uh, that's sine wave sorry i was updating the spreadsheet that's sine wave pod at gmail.com um yeah please rate review subscribe i'm so happy we never have to think about bagger vance again and nothing me too yeah and nothing film we are gonna have to think about it again why because we have to rank it yeah every week but we have to think about it and go that's shit and true then yeah we don't have to like discuss it again uh next week i'm gonna have something very important to talk about your book report wait no we're not doing it next week Tom- 48 Whenever, hours from yeah, now. Yeah, 48 hours from now, I'm going to have two very important things to talk about. Your comic? I'm going to have three very important things to talk about. Your Yeah. Finding Forrester? Uh, Finding Forrester isn't important. What's the other two things? You got girls. Girls book report. What if you like? If you like girls, I'm going to giggle. Me too. Um, that girls book report? Good doctor's back, baby. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm back in the
I have something, I have, I, I have a segment I want to do on talking about the movie. Okay. That I think will give us time. Sure. I want to talk about Will Smith's <laughs> career a Excellent. Thank because, God. Because <laughs> this is... When Don't this, spoil it for okay. yourself. Because I want to know when this comes out in relation to Wild Wild West. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for setting me up. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, okay. Oh, actually, let me check the email. <laughs> How is that TikTok done so well? I don't fuck. Uh, TikTok is terrifying. I need to make a another one. Yeah. I'm gonna do one about the good old boys. Fuck yeah. I think that. I think, I just the fact that movie is lost and it's so important for like goodwill hunting. Yeah. I think it's fascinating. Anyways. Um, Cool. I have the box office. I have my Matt Damon fact ready to go. I've got Will Smith's film career lined up. Actually, I could just get that on. Um, let's go. <laughs> 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 <laughs>